We ready? Look, we know your type. Afraid of a fade. You ashamed when I said, but shit, a spade is a spade. And me, my transition got me showered in praise. From the streets to the stage. The change in the cat. I see some boy jump on their daddy. That shit was deep. You seen what? I seen two sons jump on their daddy pulled up. Oh, I thought it was just my jump on their daddy. Oh, nah. <laughs> <laughs> Daddy brought boxing gloves, box with the stuff. Yeah, um, that fan still good. But you raising him, though. So, but the son was on his ass. But, like, how the fuck you pull up on your kid to box and you ain't even been in his life? Kind of sure about. You know what I'm saying? Um, shit that thing, right you know, but both the sons jumped on his ass. I don't know. Nothing that could wait to do that. How they like, and the emotions started coming out. Like, bitch, no, nigga, no you done pulled up off and you ain't no, even raised me. And the oldest son, you can tell he how why the youngest son fight with the dad. He got his hands in his pocket because he's really trying to keep from just jumping on the dad. Cause you got to think about it. You the oldest son, dad right now. You the man of the house. Yeah, that's your little brother, but that really like your son. You watching this nigga? They think you know oldest son can hold back no fucking money. I was like, you know what? Let these children beat up their deadbeat daddies. You know they need to get that shit off. That shit right get that shit out y'all sister sure. Break it down like me And cry a little bit And then y'all can talk about healing Yeah keep all that Sims Keep all that <laughs> Hey man welcome to Spade to Spade Podcast I am your host T-Cole Find me on Instagram At T underscore code 29 man Hey man one time it's the kid Yo partner my partner Everybody partner DJ partner V Make sure y'all follow me My IG is partner on 24 P-O-T-N-A-D-E-M 24 Make sure you follow the gang as well Spade to Spade Pod P-O-D Yes sir While you at it Go ahead and subscribe to our YouTube channel Yeah a Spade to Spade Podcast Like Share Subscribe Comment All that good stuff You feel me Then while you at it You find out how dope this podcast really is you know what I'm saying? I don't see nobody fucking with us, but um, go ahead and send all donations to our cash up, dollar sign, a spade of spade podcast, and black brands, black businesses. If you like ad placements, I know you do. Go ahead and tap in with us. We can shit, you know, we get that shit going. Mm -hmm. Ad placement, Sin's gonna put in on. Mm -hmm. You feel me? So, hey, man. My brother. What's up, guy? How you feeling? Hey, man, I'm feeling all right, man. Hey, man, you fucked me up last episode with that one. I, I mean, I want to switch it up, you know what I'm saying? I know you were coming my way, so I had to, you know what I'm saying, hit you one time. But, yeah, I'm feeling I'm feeling good, my boy. You know what I'm saying? Coming out for work for a weekend. You know what I'm saying? A little, a little, a little parlaying in there. You just know about it. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? We, we, we had a time this weekend. We had a couple times this weekend. We had a time, man. For sure, man. How you for feeling, sure. bro? I, I feel good. You know, hey, man, you know, I got my daddy to do this in. You know what I'm saying? For sure. Spend got time you. with my queen. So, uh, you know, I call that, what, little, little on Duval call that, that pole prevention time. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, got, I got to put that in, you right. know. So, that was special to me. So, um, but, you know, I really want to call this episode, like, the East Side Edition. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, a whole bunch of East Side you. stars over here, man. Like, this East Side flooded, for real. Right. For sure. You know, so, uh, they right here real special. So, you know, I want them to introduce themselves, themselves, you feel me? If you want to start, whoever wants to start, they can go pop it off. I start. Uh, I'm Muse Dixon. Uh, you can follow me on IG. I'm Muse Dixon on everything, though. Facebook, uh, IG, Twitter, M-U-S-E-D-I-X-O-N. I am a creative strategist, all-around vibe, you know, and I do some digital marketing here and there for some of your favorite rappers. Go ahead, flip something. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, my biggest client probably is Big Crit. Um, you know, I work with a few people, some dungeon family niggas and some uh 
Right now, I got a big-time director, writer that I'm dealing with. You know, we finna pop some shit. She actually coming to host the uh, Making Film Festival this year, so we gonna try to take over the block, have a nice little after party and shit like that. Saturday night at Vibes, you gonna be DJing, pop. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. We got some big shit coming. I got a self-care line. I'm about to relaunch uh, in August. So, But I'm a vibe. It's what you probably know me more so for. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. Uh, Bob Lennon. Follow me on everything. Who is Bob Lennon? Uh, that's pretty much all I am. I'm Bob Lennon. I'm an artist, a, a songwriter, a performer. That's it. Yeah, you ain't a stranger to the room. You been here before? <laughs> okay. yeah, you know yeah. I know it been over a year, but damn, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like he ain't been. <laughs> Real shit, man. Uh, man, just let's go ahead and get straight into it. Why it took three years for bubblegum pop shit to come out? It was three. I mean, yeah, it's close to three. Yeah, hell yeah. Um, Life, bro. Uh, I had, I actually was, I had started on Bubblegum Pop shit with a producer, and me and him kind of like got into it. Um, I kind of had to go from scratch after that, and then it was just the process of like just having material, you know, going through life experiences to create Bubblegum Pop shit. Um, I mean, yeah, that's that's really about it, bro. Just, so, what is your meaning of bubblegum pop shit? The world want to know. Well, it started out as a as a joke that I heard from somebody. Uh, nigga was like, bro, I heard you a bubblegum rapper. And uh, when he said it, you know, he was trying to talk shit, but I took it as like, I like that. Um, I had already had a song on my album. I had an album I dropped called Ashtrays, a song called Bubblegum Pop Shit. And then, I had, it's crazy, because I just recently listened to that song. Everything I'm talking about in that song it's really like reflection of their album. So um, I just kind of ran with it. I was like, that's a, that's a whole genre, but not even just a genre, that's a that's a theme for our album. So I ran with it. Yeah, they're hard. But you know, when they say like bubblegum, I mean, I think about like the Laffy Taffy days, the lean with the rock with it, yeah, shit like that. Yeah. Like you don't make that shit to me. So yeah. like for someone to come at you and say that, it's kind of like, nigga, you, you all the way off to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but she like, you know, coming from where we come from, uh, a lot of niggas don't really get, uh, you know, cool points for making different music. You know what I'm saying? It's either like, either you make this like clean cut ass music for downtown, or you a cover, you a cover artist, or you like a street nigga. You know what I'm saying? You got street music, or you got club songs. So like, uh, I think, I think just come from where we come from, niggas, they just really weren't comfortable. Like put me with a certain, you know, with jump with like the genres that they used to. So, uh, you know, it, it was something somebody said. Like I said, and I just ran with it because it was to me it was cool. It was like, all right, that's fine. I'm gonna run with that. Like niggas think if you ain't hard, you got to be soft, but that ain't the case. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, all the time. Yeah. Like if you ain't hard, if it ain't hardcore, then it gotta you be soft as hell. Like you know what I'm saying? That ain't always the case. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of crazy though because like. When you hear Bob music, you can hear like every emotion in it. So I don't consider that shit coming off bubblegumish. Right. You feel me? Right. But, it's all the opposite. Um, say it again? 
total opposite. Exactly. exactly. But you know, that's that toxic masculinity that be leading those other conversations. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like most niggas don't know, like being able to tap into your emotions is hard. You know what I'm saying? Like that's tough when you can feel how you feel and stand on how you feeling. You know what I'm saying? So mm. most people think, you know, that's soft, but really that's hard. But that toxic masculinity is what kind of control culture now. You know what I'm saying? So they kind of make everything about street shit and, you know, like all that shit, but that ain't it. You know, it's more to being a man than shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. Why? Exactly. But I want to ask, like, how did um, you all connect, though? Because um, the first time we had Bob on, I didn't see you. Right. And now I see you for, like, doing, like, the rollouts, the shit that you are. Mm -hmm. Came right. together, started doing the shit right. I was seeing online. Like, um, you y'all y'all at bars, you got laptop open, y'all having right. a drink, but you going to work on. We need we need to do this, we need to do that. Right. Like, how did y'all come together? So uh, one day, you know, I had a tribe. Me and my tribe used to have brunch on Sundays at Oliver's. This was before Vibes was open. I'm not a trader. Uh, I used to have brunch at Oliver's, and one day uh, Sherman just brought Bob the brunch with us. And it was just a vibe, you know, like I'm just, we just had a good time. I ain't know like kidnapping Bob the whole day. He was with us, like we jumped around downtown with the overtime and shit. We probably started brunch at 12, then in the end of night about one. And so I just told him, I was like, you know, my first question was just like, uh, where you been at? You know what I'm saying? Cause like I remember when everything was like big and then everything got quiet, but shit got quiet for a lot of people during COVID just to be fair. You know what I'm saying? Even for bigger artists, it got quiet for a lot of my clients. Um, but, so I just had questions, like, where you been? And so, you know, I just was talking to him about, like, where he was in his process with music, what he was working on. I thought he was telling me about the first version of Bubblegum Pop shit that he was creating with the producer. And so once I kind of just did a little research on him, just trying to figure out, like, where did he need help at? Because to me, he makes really good music, so... Global music. You know what I'm saying? So it's just, like, where's the disconnect? Like, what is it that, you know, because I'm more so, like, what do you need? so to speak, to just help kind of keep you on track, one, because it's more to be an artist than just creating the music. Mm -hmm. Definitely. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just so many things got to have structure and be in order and just, you know, having somebody believing in you. You know, artists got to be able to have a brain where they can just create. You know what I'm saying? So it's like to have somebody else kind of focusing on the other shit. So once I just kind of did an assessment on him and figured out what he needed, you know, me and him were just able to talk, and then we just became like really good friends. You know what I'm saying? And so within the friendship, it really wasn't more so uh, business because I had other clients and shit I was moving with, you know, that had my uh, had priority. Right. You know what I mean? But, you know, I just told them, like, whatever information I got for you, whatever I can do for you, I'm going to do it. You know what I'm saying? And so that's just kind of how it started. You know, and it just kind of became something special to me because I've been a part of a few, like, move music movements here in Macon. Like, I started... Uh, FM back in like 2012, it was uh, dedicated to my homeboy Chris Harvey that died. He had a label called From Maker. And so when he died, I just swore that I would like try to complete that for him. So we started hosting. So my first artist that I worked with was uh, Robert Dean. And so I talked Dean about branding. Well, I introduced the idea to Dean because Dean is a genius first and foremost. It ain't much you got to teach him. You know what I'm saying? But once I kind of talked to him about branding and stuff, it, we took our shit to a whole nother 
level, and we pretty much took over the streets. And we kind of, like, cured the culture of the streets because at that point, different sides was beefing and shit, but they would come to the ballroom on Thursday and all chill for, like, Dean. You know, it don't matter what side of time you was on. You was there to see Dean rock the show. So once I kind of got into that, you know, I just wanted to be, I always wanted to be a part of special shit. And so what I saw what Bob was doing was very special. And I was like, it was no way I wasn't going to put my name on it. Or, you know, like, my contribution to the culture. Because no matter where I go in life or what I go work on, I'm always come back to making and sow something. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't care what it is. I'm going to come back and sow something into making because making made me who I am. So, you know, so that was kind of what my purpose of working with Bob Lennon was. Like, okay, this special, if I can get the city as a whole to get behind it, and that's what I want to try to do. Yeah, Bob. What 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 made you feel open enough to work with her yourself personally? Uh, well, I had been I had been like I knew Muse. I, I think I met Muse probably like I think my son was like probably two. My son eight now, so I have been knowing her for a few years. You know, like that's just how the industry go. I feel like mm -hmm. especially in making when you great and everybody great at song you all. You all kind of like family anyway. Yeah. It's the same thing with partner. I've been knowing partner yeah. V since he was on his back porch practicing. You feel me? Okay. Um, Ruby Drive and shit. Um, it's just it's just how this how the universe works. So I had been knowing Mule for a while. Um, we just ain't never really connected or talked. But I was always a fan of hers. You feel me? I was like, oh, she seemed dope. You feel me? She seemed like somebody I could kind of like see myself working with. But I'm the type of person like um, same way same way I had got locked in with Shauna Reed with the Walker situation. I ain't never like if I know you doing so I ain't gonna be on your dick about no shit. You feel me? So like I'm gonna do my own thing, and you know you gonna see me doing me. I'm gonna see you doing you, and then you know when we come together, we come together. Um, so I think that was another reason like me and her vibed out too, cause I was never just on her coattail about like. I know you work with such and such. Can you work with me yeah. type shit? So um, we, when we got together, I didn't really know what it was going to be like. I think I was kind of like more like on music shit. And she really want to fuck with me at first. Like, right. like I would send her like shit and she like, she'll take forever to get back to me. Um, hey, see where his head was at. Yeah. But what I would say, everything I ever told him to do, when he would hit me up, he was showing me that he was doing it though. But I had to see a consistency in that first because, again, because it wasn't going to be necessarily business between us. You, you get what I'm saying? So if I was going to just be donating my time to it, I had to make sure, like, his time, he was going to be donating the same time to the situation. And we just going to respect each other's time. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I had to just give it a minute. I drug it out, too, for a while. You know what I'm saying? How long? Probably, like, um. Probably like three months. Three months, yeah. And so then you just being dry for three months. Nah, she wasn't I was dry. Busy. Nah, we were we, we, we were linking. Busy. We were linking, but it we was just like high guy. I come high. It wasn't like the music <laughs> shit one though. You feel me? Yeah. Cause in my head, I'm like, all right, time to get back to work. But you know, I wasn't really seeing it on her end. But then, cause I had to get to know him though too, like just to make sure, like you know what I'm saying? Like you got, cause I'm a vibe person, so mm -hmm. I feel like your vibe attract your tribe. So I gotta make sure we try. First, you know what I'm saying? Before I just like donate my time to it. But yeah, but he, he so was you really, you really listening to the music at the time? Or I, you just, well, I had already listened. Like, I, every time he dropped, dropped something, I bought it. 
You know what I'm saying? I'm like that with most artists from the city. Like, I'm going to buy your shit on iTunes and go run your streams up. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. I'm going to pr promote it on my socials and shit. You know, because I just, you know what I'm saying? I be wanting to create culture here. So, I already was a fan of his. It was just a matter of just like, you know, you can't always work with everybody. I got plenty of close friends of mine. But I'm going to tell you this. Close friends of mine that are artists. I don't work with them. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, so it got to be something. Once I became more business-oriented, I couldn't keep, you know, giving my time to the city like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's how I end up. When I was doing the FM shit, everybody wanted me to be their manager and all that. I'm like, bro, like, I'm not doing that. Because y'all <laughs> niggas don't want to do that for real. Like, you mm -hmm. want me to do everything, and that ain't how this shit work. And, when, you know, I ain't no mean another artist who he ain't need me to do nothing but just support him. I got a question. Do um, you feel like our generation is really like really building a real, real music I'm culture trying, here to the city? Yes. That's why I be deep with y'all niggas. You know what I'm saying? Like, partner sure. tell you, like, I be in the streets with them, For like, sure. with the younger generation because, like, I see what y'all are doing and I feel like y'all have, y'all blueprint is better than the one that we had. It's like when I was in the street, it was just a handful of us. And we couldn't do everything. Get what I'm saying? Y'all generation, y'all got. Let's let's just say like, all when I look back at making a few years ago, I said it looked like all the players on the board now. See, back then you had to be one person trying to be the DJ, trying to be the manager, trying to be the this, trying to be the marketing person. It's like fuck that. Now y'all have so many people in place. Know what I'm saying? Like, in the culture of y'all generation is way more supportive, too. I say that, but y'all all just fuck with each other. So it's like you say, like when people be in a certain industry together or a certain culture together, y'all all, because all, all the people I run around with, I'm always run across partner V, you know what I'm saying? I'm always run across certain people or whatever. So, like, y'all generation, I love y'all. Like, I love y'all, and that's why I focus a lot on y'all. And so that's why I want to work with Bob too, because I know, like, that was an end for me, you know what I'm saying? I just started aligning myself with certain. Youngest like Zay, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. just putting myself with certain people who I knew were moving and shaking slim. Because I knew, like, okay, if I can get behind them, I know what this culture needs because I've done it before. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. um, I've built culture before for a certain generation. So, y'all generation, I love it because not one person got to do it. And y'all killing this shit. And y'all all get money, too. Yeah, y'all done figured this shit out. All y'all really need is just, like, somebody saying, yeah, 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 keep doing that. Because mm -hmm. every now and again, you be second-guessing your, yourself. You know what I'm saying? Sure. So that way, I just be like, uh-uh, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, go, go. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And if you might be missing, I got it. Don't worry about it. Like, I help you with that part. You know, I just met with a girl today before I came here. Want to start a hookah business. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I met her in the club that Friday night we all was up here mm -hmm. just – that how I am. If you come to me and give me like, Zay, Zay, you helping him? Okay, yeah, I help you too. Come meet me Sunday. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You know, I just want to help y'all because at the end of the day, y'all the future. You know, when 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 I'm old, I'm gonna be living in the world that y'all built. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. so, so it's like, shit. Let me sow my seeds. You know. I did that, Bob. Uh, tell me how long the process was of making this this second. Addition to bubblegum pop shit. Um, probably since 
Last summer. Since I got with Mule. I had dropped a, a single uh, called Narcissistic, like right before I got with Mule. Mm. Man, that was my one of my favorite songs it's last a hit year. Record. Man. Yes. Yeah. It's um, a yes. Hit record, yeah. And the video hard too. Yeah. yeah. So that kind of like for me started like steamrolling the process. Cause I, I hadn't really I hadn't really put nothing out up until that point. So after I had dropped Narcissistic, that was like the first song that I dropped. I kind of like figured out the formula to like my new artistry, like, cause before Bubba gone pop shit, I would kind of like just create music that I thought people wanted to hear. And yeah. Narcissistic was like, I think probably like really like one of the first songs that I created that was for me. Can I, can I, can I interject? Yeah. Shit, FaceTime, and that was 2020. But FaceTime was still me thinking like, okay, people are like this cause of this. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, okay. so. Um, he curated it a certain way. Yeah, so like, even when I got the beat, I remember thinking like, oh, okay, I got to write this type of song to it. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Even though like, everything I done, don't get me wrong, I ain't, like, I don't count in none of my songs. Like, even like, Ashtray, anything you ever heard is really me. But it's all like, just put, like me would say, curated a certain way. It's all like, put it in the shelf. It's a formula to it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But with Narcissist, it was just like, I'm going to make a song for me that's going to make me feel better about a certain situation. Mm-hmm. And I ain't going to think about it. You know, I'm just going to just 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 let it flow out. And, uh, like, the reception I had got from it, it made me feel like, okay, people like this shit. Yeah. People, that shit, that people shit, like this, like yeah, their honesty. Hard. You know what I'm saying? And I just started going from there with, like, other records. And those were the records that I picked, like, the ones that were really honest, the ones, like, because even, like, you know, it was a few times with Mules and um, my aunt on my homeboy, yeah, he been he been with me throughout, like, the whole process, like, even, like, the first one. They would be like, bro, you should go in the studio and make this type of record, that type of record. And me, I'm such a, like, pleasing ass nigga. I would try to go and try to do it, and it wouldn't come out right. Or, or really don't want the songs that were fire. It'd always be the songs that when I just went into the studio and just just just, just drop shit, doing the ones that made the album. So, um... Like I said, since last summer, so it's been about we dropped this this summer, so yeah, about a year, yeah, about one one whole year. Yeah. But to add a lot of what we were asking him for, he just naturally eventually you learn to stop asking because you can't press, you know, you fuck up the creative process, you know what I'm saying? Once we just kind of stop asking, he just naturally developed of certain vulnerability. Um, Cause I think some sometimes you think he's not vulnerable, right? But vulnerability ain't always like about love and sadness and shit. You know what I'm saying? Like vulnerability is just like showing yourself, being transparent as fuck. And I feel like he kind of always did that in his music. But there were certain narratives and stories that Baldwin had that we felt like when he get to that place, when he can write about that or write from that place, that's where the magic is gonna be. And so. He just eventually started going there on his own. For instance, um, you know? where it, track three, Destiny's Little Boy. Yeah. Now, that shit right there, you you yeah. you got real vulnerable on that shit. Like yeah. in like the first fucking line, like immediately. You, you yeah. spoke about you know your son, um, mother. You know what I'm saying? So, what was that feeling like? You hearing the beat first, or you already wrote that shit down? Very crazy. Camille just said it like. He don't write. Like, I ain't, I ain't, bro, my homeboy Spit, shout out to Spit, he right, he sitting over there. Bro, like, since the beginning, he been telling me, bro, you need to talk about it, you need to talk about it. Yeah. 
And I would always think, like, all right, I need to. But it just never came up. And, like, even when I went to the studio, I wasn't thinking about talking about that shit. Like, yeah. it just came out. It just... My son lost his In the boy. moment, like, just, though. Because, like I said, he don't write. He just, just go in. It just came out. Shout out on Royal Z. Also, like, when he I sent me the him. beat, I ain't, I ain't even think the beat was going to be good enough for the album. Because my heart was like, I don't really know about this one. So I went to the studio and popped it on, and it just came out. Yeah. Yeah, that one right there. I was like, oh, yeah, he telling me right off. You know, so it's kind of like, hey. damn. And that was something I wanted, because I'm a firm believer in, like, people invest in people. You know, when people know more about you, like, I always wanted people to know. It's kind of like back in the day when an artist couldn't say they were married or mm. say they was had a girlfriend and shit. So it's like, okay, they promote this certain lifestyle. But it's like, okay, you know, it's a lot of niggas out here who are single fathers, raising their kids, who are the custodial parents of their child. And Bob is a really good dad, you know what I'm saying? Like, and that's part of why I fuck with him. Mm. You know, it's the reason why, you know, I loved him and shit like that. He got the dopest kids. And I'm just like, people should know that about you because it's a certain level of like, and it's not to use it because you can't use who you are. You get what I'm saying? Like, this is who I am naturally. And ain't like he like going to take the picture with the kid on the weekend and he don't be studying the kid for a whole month. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. He with the kid every fucking day. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, so, and they like two of the same people. You know what I mean? So I, I, I just always wanted people to know about that side of Bob Nina because that's really a huge part of his life. And I, and I just couldn't figure out like how that part had already just came out. Not more so I was talking about how he became a single father, but just being a father. You know, and I feel like we just always need more of that in our community, especially. For sure. You know what I'm saying? So that's what was an agenda that I had, you know, just showing that that a nigga who looked like this is, like, showing up to his kid's school with cupcakes and shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's an on-hand dad type shit. So, yeah, that was important to me. All right. So um, what, what made y'all put, like, um, track number one, Prom Queen, at the top? Instructional-wise. Um, so, um, I'd like to proudly say that I sequenced this motherfucking album. <laughs> proudly <laughs> say that. We were having sequencing competitions, because Bob's A&R, y'all, is a really good sequencer. For, like, five or six months, he would come up with the sequences, and they'd be fire, right? Bob would try to do it. We think it's cool. Then y'all would do it and be like, oh, shit, this is how I should go. Finally, one day, I was just like, the formula is this. You got to have five hit records. It, listen to me when I tell y'all this. Y'all did six Come on, the stop, top. Stop like playing with The first half, me. the first half is like back to Come back, on. back to it, back. It's back heavy. To back. It's heavy yes. as fuck. Like, yes. so, and, and, and it became six because of Swain. Shout out to Swain mm -hmm. and Ghost Town. Because mm -hmm. before that, the formula was just five. You know, I remember uh, I learned this from J. Cole Camp. Like, you got to, in this time of streaming, you got to, because it's about capturing attention. We're dealing with people mm -hmm. with short, uh, you know, ADHD and shit like that, uh, attention spans and shit. So you got to put, you got to give them, that's how you lock their brain in. Mm -hmm. Once they lock in with them five, they'll invest in the last seven. You know what I'm saying? Like, they'll let it ride after that. Mm -hmm. Or they'll keep running them five, but them running mm -hmm. them five is enough. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So... You know, that was my main thing, but also I started realizing, because there's a lot of songs, didn't make this album, that are really good. 
but it just didn't fit the story. So when I was, what I loved about it was Prawn Queen to me was probably the first song Bart played for me out of his new stash of music when we first linked. And I remember knowing then, like, yeah, I definitely want to be part of this shit. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, so it was important. I had to think about what was a good first song and what was a song that, why did I say what 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 was I saying? I was like prom queen got to be first because it's the essence of it, and it's a good first song for all side downtown and uptown. Get what I'm saying? Like for everybody who love Baldwin, that first song because the bass in that beat, niggas gonna you know what I'm saying? Niggas gonna want to play it in they whips and shit. You know, it got a little twerk, little head in there. You know what I'm saying? And then if you just want some pop shit, that's it. And so yeah, that's why that was important for me. And I just liked the uh, the meaning behind the song too. Yeah, cause you know we had came to the listening party, and yeah. you was just saying for like women or anybody, you can look at yourself in the mirror, like your crown could be kind of kind of tilted. tilted. Let's that it motherfucker out. back up. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So I really uh, y'all y'all did great with that one. Yeah. And then um, the real that you all put together like. Doing prom queens and yeah. when I hear the song, I was just thinking about the the Carrie uh Carrie movie. Shit, yeah. And when I actually seen this shit in y'all reels, yeah. I was like, yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, know yeah. what I'm saying? Cause it give you that vintage vibe too. Yeah. Like that's it's kind of it's that uh soft rock kind of trap. You know what I'm saying? Like situation. So and it's an ageless song to me. Like it's timeless. Sure. You really mm -hmm. couldn't. Well, beside the bass in it. You know, the bass will tell you when the motherfucker came out, but you know what I'm saying? But like it's the vibe of the song is very timeless to me. So Yeah. Like yeah. I um I was like wish I was like, damn, but I know if on they had like a big ass budget, this video yeah, would be, be crazy. Yeah. Like I'm talking about, you know, back in the early two thousand they got shit figures. Right. Um, budgets. Have, uh, like y'all can do whatever y'all wanna do it. Wasn't no hype hype wheel yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, like man, like that. Each song is like a different fucking movie. Right, right. Uh, it could the whole project itself could be a could be a, a, a short film. You know what I'm saying? Just really like, uh, and Bob can tell you just more about like, cause he wrote from a certain place with that. So that's definitely something he could share. But when I was putting it together, uh, again, like I say, there's a lot of great music that sounded better than some of the songs, but it just didn't fit the story or the sequencing. Mm -hmm. But I knew then, like, uh, and I remember after I sequenced it, Bob would be like, let's, uh, let's add this. And I, mm-mm, mm-mm, this it, this 12 songs. Because it was 18 songs at first. Mm -hmm. I was like, we got to trim straight. this shit down. That's too heavy. I said, we going to get them straight. Because it's really eight singles. On this twelve song project, to be clear, it's eight of them bitches. Um, can I? For sure. Can, can, can I guess? Yeah, guess. Prom queen, Facts. narcissistic. Facts. Destiny little boy. Facts. Dead roses. Facts. Ghost time. Facts. Um, my person, my favorite is never, uh, ever. never, never ever. Yeah, facts. Um, uh, Stranger Things. Facts. And uh, just. Fucking just love him. That's it. it. That's it. Yeah. Doing the eight. So Easy. You, <laughs> you know, and that's what's like give us everybody something. And love love me could have been in the top, but it, it just went ghost time really shifted the album. 
Yes, that when first When Ghost Town came in to the, like, we decided, like, Ghost Town going to be on here. It was like, okay, I'm going to have to sacrifice certain shit. Mm -hmm. But after I did that, that was it. Yeah, like that first half, like like you said, when ghost time, then really that interlude, it like, okay, you yeah. finna step into a whole nother right. realm. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I felt like the second half was more um, darker. Yeah. Um, It's a day to night album. That's something I learned from Big Creek. Like, you gotta be able to live your whole day to an album. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, just Mark. imagine waking up in the morning to prom queen. You know, in the you know what I'm saying? This is your going to work shit. You on this little boy going to work. You turn, you know, thinking about your day, your kids shit you got to do later. You know what I'm saying? You get into uh, ghost time, probably on your lunch break and shit. You know what I'm saying? You get into never ever through on your way home for work. And then it, you know what I'm saying? It gets a little moody, the sun setting and shit outside. Like, mm. you know, you need an album you can live your whole day with. Yeah. And uh, I want Bart to talk about, like, how we, because so many people told us, like, some very, people who know what they're talking about mm -hmm. told us, like, y'all shouldn't drop the album. Mm. Shouldn't? Mm-mm. They were like, yes, you should just go song for song. I was telling you that single it out. Single it out. And I mean, that business structure does work. But... But he spoke we, about. But we album people. Yeah, but he spoke about. He was on Edson Radio. He was listening to a guy just saying like, you know, people need to start back making yeah. albums instead of singles. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But, but see, but a lot, a lot of those people can't make albums. Let's be clear. See, see that's the problem. The thing okay. is, bro. Like, I had been telling you for forever. Like, I want to change the landscape of shit with the album. Yeah. Um. And like. When this, when the dude said that shit, it like, it, I was smiling when he said that shit. Like, you should drop this. You need to, you need to do our singles and shit. And it just was like perfect for me because it was like, nigga, I'm not that artist that like the I've done blueprints. I've done right. the I've done the I've listened to people right. with these same formulas. I've tried them. They don't work for me. I had uh, I, I had been dropping singles for almost two years and people was fucking with them, but they weren't latching on to shit. Mm -hmm. Um and, and the crazy thing about it, the last time I remember getting like a good reception was from my album. My first big album, which was Ashtrays. That's when niggas really started tapping in. Right. Like, okay, bro, you're a goat. You feel me? So like for me, it was like, all right, I think I need to drop another project again. I think I need to drop another album. And I just think it was just like the whole the movement behind bubblegum pop shit. Right. Cause like I remember I was somewhere, and a nigga was like, uh, right after I dropped Dead Roses. It was like, bro, when you drop, I'm like, shit, I just dropped a single. And he was like, all right, but let me know when that bubblegum pop shit right. drop. And it just hit me, like, so consciously, I don't build people, like, program them to be ready for that. Yeah. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? So um, when I heard that on the radio the same night, it was, like, probably, like, probably, like, 30 minutes. I thought I got off the phone with the dude. Uh, 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 he's a pretty big dude in the industry, especially here locally. And when he was telling me that, um, I was already, I already had my mind made up anyway, but then I had heard that and it just made me feel like, like, bro, like when E flat screen came out, you know what I'm saying? Niggas had, you know, the TV with the big asses on them and then it had to be somebody to say, nah, I'm going to switch the whole game up. So that's what, that's always how I look at music, period. Like, for this generation, especially. You know, I want to, I just want to stand out, you know what I'm saying? I want to do something different. You feel what I'm saying? I mean, um. It's crazy. I got a lot of people, like, you know, even in the industry, everywhere that's just really tapped in with the whole movement. Yeah. 
um, because they not used to people doing, especially not on the level that I am as an indie artist. Like they not used to people doing albums and having the courage to put out a whole album. It's heavy like that, yeah. and I like to add that, like, you know, the person who hit us with that was offering was gonna make it kind of really big contribution to the process. You know, it was somebody like we wanted to consider what they were saying because I can't get of what you were offering to the price. Somebody who it is? Oh yeah, Fletcher Bats. You know, he always been very uh, in the background with us offering whatever, however. You know what I'm saying? Like he was gonna get the album mixed. He was just gonna do everything. He was offering us so much. And so when he hit us with that, when we had already scheduled this motherfucker, like, right. cause we pushed this motherfucker back a couple of times. So once we locked on July 1st, it was non, it was a non-negotiable, you know what I'm saying? And um, It was like, a busy weekend. Yeah, you, it was a good time, to, but it was like, fuck that, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, your shit just that hard. Mm -hmm. Your shit can stand up with all these other songs that's dropping in with the pace of the weekend or whatever, you know what I'm saying? And so he, um, you know, but you want to consider what a nigga like that who's offering, you know, making sweat equity and financial uh, investments in your shit. But, you know, I just remember, like, me and Bob on a text thread with the nigga and off with the nigga. Like, mm -mm. <laughs> no, we were, you know, I was like, we're going to have to respectfully decline that offer, I said, maybe on the next run, we'll try that. But this project is coming out as a fucking project, and it's coming out on July 1st. Mm -hmm. You know, we even had somebody try to come to us like, hey, y'all want to get universal distribution? We like, how soon can it come out? Oh, it has to come out in three weeks. Mm -hmm. and I'm coming out in a week. Like, it's just a wrap now. You know what I'm saying? Like, this shit has to come out. Because after he did the symphony, there was a certain, like, revital revitalization with his name and his career, and that's when I just, because we were coming up, we were supposed to do an EP before the album. We were supposed to do a joint album with Swain, PJ, PJ Swain, before the album, because we were just trying to, like, get buzzed. I wanted everybody to be ready for this shit when we dropped it. But eventually you just learn, like, you just got to drop that shit. Know what I'm saying? Like, they'll get ready. Know what I mean? Like, you really just have to drop it, put it out there for the people, and let the people have it. I said, the album's so heavy, you can really work this bitch for a whole year. Know what I'm saying? Every song deserves a video. He could drop a video a fucking month. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. in the prom queen video you talk about, you know, this is going to be one of them albums that, like, I told him, I said, this is going to be your fan favorite. It don't matter what you make after this, how great it is, how dope it is, how different it is. Everybody gonna always remember how this album made them feel. You when really they heard feel like this um, album is really like he his real introduction to broader people. For sure, because it's got something going there for every single person. Mm -hmm. Like you at least got you two, three songs. I don't give a fuck what you into. You know what I'm saying? Like you got you two, three. We got we got shit for the hood, the scribbles, the you know, the white kid in the middle of America, you know what I'm saying? The kids who live in the rural areas who don't really have access to culture like that. Like, they'll love this shit. You know, older people love this shit. My auntie play this nah, shit. Nah, for you, Bob, send bubblegum pop shit. You know, pop pink shit. It's time for you to pop the bottle. Pop the bottle. But yeah, man, like, this album, this the one, and I'll say this on record, it's the greatest album came out of Macon, Georgia. That's hard. I'm going to say that. That's hard. 
Hey, bro. Um, I had want you to speak about um that symphony that you you're part of with um Mercer. How how did that come about, and how did you feel about being a part of something like that? Once you come oh, that's back. That's my cup. That's your cup. Oh, you got your, well, you got a cup. Oh yeah, I, I'll take this. You said when I wrote my bad, I was pouring. <laughs> 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 oh, you just speak about how did um the symphony come about, um and then just speak about the feeling and everything. The whole experience. Um, so the symphony came about just uh, everything's a process, bro. Um, I got I got linked I got linked with Making Magazine um, when I did the the cover for Making Magazine mm -hmm. uh, through Susanna. Shout out to Susanna Maddox, um, and she just became a fan of mine. She just she really got locked in on me and my movement, and she started supporting me. And uh, I was performing one night at JBA, and she had she had brought some guests with her, like big people, a lady that works for like the Department of Justice, and so you know a few other big people. And it was crazy because like y'all know my music, it ain't really like clean cut, you know what I'm saying? Like so, uh, it was just it was some people there, but I was like I wasn't stunning them or whatever. I was just doing my thing. And I was outside smoking a blunt, and she got these people coming up to me. She tell me what they do, and I'm like, oh, for real, you know? So I'm just, you know, being Bob. And she was like, yeah, I want you to meet uh, Robert McDuffie. He's uh, over the the uh, classical department of Mercer. So I'm like, oh shit, that's dope. But I'm high. I'm just being Bob. I ain't really stunned none of it. So he was like, you know, we just got to talk and chopping it up. He was like, I'm a big fan. I love everything you're doing. I like. I think that was his first time ever hearing my music was at that show. And um, where did you perform at the show? I performed like other way because other way was out then. Other way, it was like you know a real like uh, bluesy type vibe. I had like you know some some art. Uh, um, yeah, a lot of band, right? Yeah, a lot of band. Yeah. There. So you know, it was like on a blues type vibe. So I tell people all the time, it ain't really about what you do, it's how you do it. You feel me? So um, did you ask them to hit the black? When you was did you nah, try to nah, 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 nah. Because okay. I ain't you know I ain't think that was a vibe. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so. <laughs> We we started vibing. Me and him got cool, uh, which is crazy. I played golf growing up, and once again, everything's a process. Mm -hmm. uh, he was like, "Shit, I hear you play golf," and shit, you know, looking at me, he was kind of shocked. I was like, "Yeah, I had a scholarship, played golf in college." Mm -hmm. So we went out and played golf with like some of his other friends um, that's like in the classical department, and you know, I whooped up on him a little bit, and um, I think after that round, he was like. I want you to perform with our symphony. And he offered, he also offered me to go to Rome with him. It didn't work out. It didn't pan out like it was supposed to, you know, because I got, like, some legal issues and shit. Um, but, yeah, that's how it just came about. And uh, for, like, a year, I was in contact with a composer from New York. And um, we just we created the whole thing together. You know what I'm saying? It was, like, it was, a, it was a real crazy process because at first – you know, I got my lifestyle crazy. He would he would be contacting me and shit, and I wouldn't get back to him for like weeks on end. Um, but like towards the middle of the year, I just really locked in with it. I really like started realizing like you really hey, accepted, this, it, right? Yeah, like this is a cool, cool opportunity. opportunity. You feel me? Let me let me start playing with these. Folks and they paid them. him. Yeah, and they paid me for it. Yeah, and that's crazy to me because I dropped out of school. I you know I I said that so many times like on social media, but like I dropped out of school. And I had the biggest school in my city pay me to do a song, like the rap. And like my family, like I remember when I dropped out of school to be a rapper, like my family looking at me crazy. Mm -hmm. Fuck. Like I ain't I ain't got a lot of family that went to college. 
You right. feel me? So like, when I drive out of school to do what I do, fast forward to have my whole family there, like, like mm -hmm. see my mom, my grandma crying. Yeah, grandma crying. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. For like, song I dropped out of school to do, that shit, Jay. It's everything a process. Everything come full circle. Yeah. That's big, man. Yeah. I was most definitely um, proud of you. Um, Appreciate it, bro. By, yeah. by just, well, they do say like, million dollar deals come up off the golf course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, uh, you really like a, you really vouch for that for real though. So, um, man, I, I was just so glad just seeing you just doing that shit, bro. Cause no one is doing that shit that you are doing, and it's just perfect, just showing like the youth kids just be yourself, bro. And you gonna get where you need to be at just by being yourself. And that's the example, you know, that he leaves. You know what I'm saying? Like that's why I want to be clear that he got paid for that. Mm -hmm. You know, just to show y'all like all the shit you can do with your artistry. You know what I'm saying? Like it ain't always just about let me make this song and go big. You know, if you're an artist, you're an artist. You know what I'm saying? Like it's other ways to get money with this shit. It's other sure. shit you can do. Um, and then too, like I, I just want to tap in on the the song that he actually wrote. First of all, let me say this: the song is pretty much like one of them songs where it's like. One, 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 yeah, thank you. It's like Dear White People. It's one of them songs. Oh, you ain't yeah. talking about reparations and shit? He, he just saying, <laughs> don't look at me. You know what I'm saying? Don't come up judging me and shit after all this and all that. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And he goes to the Idle Hour Country Club and performs this yeah. for Ooh. these people. Yeah, and you know, white people like to feel guilty about the way they do this <laughs> shit in the world. You know what I'm saying? So I'm it's like, it. and I'm going to say this for him. I'm going to be the PR person. <laughs> Uh, yeah, y'all like to feel guilty for the shit that y'all did. And so they just afterwards to be like, oh my God. I didn't know. You, I just, I'm so, so, you know what I'm saying? Like, they so just like, you know, they so, you can tell they want to take him home, but just like, they just wanted to like, take care of him after that. Like, we're so sorry. But he was bold about it. And to stand in front of that grand opera, opera house where they are the majority there mm -hmm. and put that shit back in their face. Oh. You know, it's like nobody could ignore the shit. And I enjoy I sat next to his grandmother in the balcony and she was crying and, and the whole glasses like, like and I I had had my binoculars, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I was supposed to be dying on the bottom row with the you know, with the yeah. family, but everybody else I was with was upstairs, so I went upstairs. Gotcha. But uh, I was glad because I was happy I sat with his grandmother because mm. for me it was a moment just to be able to hold her through that because she was just yelling the whole time, like, that's my baby, that's my grandbaby. <laughs> and, but to me, how I took that was like, she old enough to know a time where we couldn't even get in this motherfucker. Facts. Mm. You know she what I'm saying? And my grandkids, somebody in my bloodline is on stage uh, putting this shit back in these motherfucker face. You know what I'm saying? In a way that only he, he can, you know, being himself. Even to touch on that, like, my grandma used to be, like, a security guard for Mercer. Mm. And, like, even, like, when I did the idol hour shit, like, I don't have friends that, like, like, they go back. I remember, like, when I was young, I used to play at the golf course called Bowden. And Bowden pretty much, like, a pre predominantly black golf course. You feel me? On the east? Yeah, east on the side east side. Shit. You feel sure. me? So, like. Sometimes they'll, they'll like feel sorry for like the little niggas and invite us to like the country clubs and shit. You feel me? And we would be out there. I would see like my homeboy parents like, you know, cooking and serving us and shit. And that shit used to be crazy for me because I used to be like, damn, like golf don't brought me here. You feel me? Right. So fast forward to 
I'm rapping at Adelaide at the charity event. I'm seeing people I went to school with or like peers that I know serving me. You know what I'm saying? And not like, not to say there was nothing wrong with that, but it right. just showed me just like, you know, like what your, what, like what your talent, what your gifts can bring you. You feel what I'm saying? Like my, like I said, my grandma used to work for Mercy. She ain't never thought about like being invited to like the symphony or right. shit like that, having for a ticket to go. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like that would be it for me just to like, had the opportunity to like be on that other side, you know what I'm saying? Doing what I do. And like, take back on like what Mule said, like being myself, bro. Like, man, I remember when I first started doing music, I couldn't get nobody to fuck with me. Cause it was just like, I would go to like Sparks. Nah, it wasn't even Spark with a ballroom. I think you were DJing at the ballroom then. Yeah, the have, Monday Night Live. Yeah, the Monday Night Live okay. shit. Nigga wasn't fucking with my weird ass. And then I came down here, cause I'm like, all right, let me try to get these folks to fuck with me. But they had Flacco then. And Flacco was Flocko. just like, you know, he was like Fred Prince almost. He was like real kind of like clean, you know. Yeah. And nigga was not fucking with me because it was like I was too too wild for them. Right. So like when I had just like really got confident in myself and comfortable myself, I went, I started like performing at Sparks and shit like every week. And then for Sparks, you know, like. What was the song you had? That was big at Sparks? Stupid. Stupid. Yeah, I, I, I stupid, it. yeah. And, um. I started winning like competitions and shit. They started letting me open up for like big artists and shit. And like, it's crazy. Like, once I got the confidence to just like be me, I took that shit downtown. And, you know, it, it opened up, you know, like now I just feel like it ain't really nowhere I can go when niggas don't know me or respect right. me right. for what I do. You feel me? White or black, urban or. You know what I'm saying? Mainstream downtown scene. Like, Fam or not. Yeah, so you know? it just, just being myself. I just really had to like fall in love with like just being like me. I got a question. I got a question. All right, so so what you what you saying that you and you in your own lane, like you done found it and you comfortable in it, but like do you still feel the pressure of trying to make like a like a club song? Cause you know you when you come to me, you know I'm a fuck with you regardless. Right, you know right, what I'm saying? Right. But you you you'll come to me when you feel like you got a song that I will play you. Like, but right. I think you gonna fuck with this part. Right. They not they might be your type right. of shit. Right. So do you feel pressure on still trying to make them type of song? Not really pressure. Just I'm an artist. You feel what I'm saying? I just feel like as an artist, you know, you want to hear your shit. You know what I'm saying? But um, I seen my boy. Uh, damn, what's his name from? From Gazelle. That nigga had said some shit when they was like. Nigga came to me at the strip club talking about play my like playing my song. He like, nigga, don't play my shit, put some future on. That's how I feel. Mm. I don't really even like hearing my shit in the club, cause it's just like, I don't even make that type of music. You know you, what like, I'm saying? You feel like the DJ being fake by doing that? You just doing it because I'm nah, in Nah, nah, nah. But you I definitely know they doing it, it mostly because I'm in Cause my shit ain't even really for the club. But I'm just saying, yeah, like, you know what I'm saying? But doing it. I feel like I do have a certain a few certain records that like are a vibe. You know what I'm saying? That I think like are for certain vibes, but I don't really feel pressure no more because it's just like I'm comf I'm comfortable where I'm at. It's like as an artist now. It was a time where I used to be like, damn, why they ain't playing my shit in the club, man? Folks, you feel me? But now I just to the point where it's just like, yo, that ain't for me. Like you know, that ain't even that ain't even my vibe. You know what I'm saying? I'm confident that the type of artist I am, I can be very successful. You know what I'm saying? With a fan base, shows. Streams, I'm cool out there, and I can go to the club and vibe to another nigga song and be just as happy. You feel what I'm saying? So nah, it ain't no pressure though. And be clear, the club is not the only. It's not the testament to your record, right? Because a lot of that shit can get played in the club, can't do a festival. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, a lot of that shit that can get played at a club can't be on while you at the mall and H&M and shit like that on the elevator. Me like, and T. Cole, had, I always had the, we had that conversation way back with uh, Faye Time. Yeah. As we said, we can hear that shopping at H&M. Like I, yeah, like. We can like, hear that in the movie. That's one thing I enjoyed about y'all at the listening session is that me overhearing y'all conversations about, like, and I like the way y'all think because that's what the music is supposed to do, like, you know, getting your shit placed on TV shows and shit like that. So I just want artists to know that you ain't always got to shoot for the club no more. Like, but I will say this, the irony of this is Bart Lennon have a song about the drop. He featured on it with another artist, uh, Black Male and uh, Ravo, that's his name? Yeah. Ravo, that's going to fuck the clubs up. And you, you are, you're not expecting this from him or Black Male. You know he what I'm saying? He just in with the um, brand itself. Black you know man. what I'm saying? Yeah, and so Slim, actually, DJ Slim, shouts out to him. He been playing it since, like, last year, testing it out in the club, and I've been there a couple of times. It works. Mm. So I'm excited for, like, everything they about to do with that song. Because, uh, yeah, like, first time I heard it, it had me twerking in my seat from the phone. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it didn't even have to have a bass and shit in it. So they done got some samples cleared. I just talked to Mel yesterday. Got some samples cleared. Got it, uh... Mixed and master right, so that's coming out at next. Okay. That's just the irony of that. All right, Bob, you were talking about just being yourself. Um, with you having that self confidence, that self awareness, do like that make you walk even more stronger as, as a person? Uh, no, nah, not really, because I'm really not too like I'm really not that much of a self confident person, and like all honesty, but I really got like a lot of like anxiety problems and shit like that. It's just that um. In certain platforms like the studio or on stage, all that shit go away. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, I deal with problems that you know everybody else deal with, or majority of people deal with. I feel like, um, but like music is really my therapy for a lot of shit. Like I was telling, I was telling my girl the other day. Like, I remember I used to be on the road performing a lot. Like I used to be doing open mics everywhere, and I would have like a sore throat or a runny nose, and I get on stage and that shit just go away. Like, music, like, that shit really my therapy. You feel me? Like, God provides. Yeah, it's really just, like, it's that for me. So, um, I'm still learning to, like, like, even here, bro, I mean, I'm pretty sure y'all can tell. I ain't really just the most confident going in. Um, but, you know, like I said, I got I got my areas where I get to be a God. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So, thankful for that. And I saw that in him when I first uh, met him, too, but I just knew, like, I think that's why the people you surround yourself with is important. You know, it have been times he's been like, you let him do that, let him do that. And I'm just like, fuck that. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can do it, so you will do it. It's enough, you know? Like, all I ever wanted, if I'm in your life, the one thing I'm going to help you with is just un understand that, like, you're enough. That's it. You know what I'm saying? You enough for whatever you put here to do, for whatever you want to do, whatever you're trying to do. The shit going to be dope just because it's you. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, it, I don't care if it wasn't your best. It was still, you know what I'm saying? Like, you went out there and gave it what you gave it. And that's enough because you showed up in you. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's y'all. Mm -hmm. The shit y'all do, y'all wanted the hardy doing it. You know what I'm saying? And no matter what y'all do, it pop right because it's you. You got your foundation as a man, right? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So as a man, as long as you straight, if you decide to be a DJ, a father, a husband, business on or whatever, your shit gonna pop and be enough because you understand, like, I can't be stopped. My shit is what it is. 
So there were certain areas with Bob where he couldn't be stopped. It was then you could tell him about shit. I might be like, wait, 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 wait. He like, fuck that music. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then it's days when I'm like, fuck that ball. Like, we doing this shit. You're, you're, you're doing it. So I think surrounding yourself with people who you uh, trust mm-hmm. to push you into certain spaces is important, you know, when you're dealing with your confidence as an artist. You know what I'm saying? Because uh, that's important. You know, I've seen plenty of dope artists who make dope music get on stage, and it's like, yeah, yeah. The fuck are you like? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. And then they gotta have a homeboy who got all the confidence in the world, yeah. but ain't got the talent. You know what I'm Facts. saying? Come be on stage with them. But one of my favorite things with Bartlett, like seeing him on stage, is really where the magic is. Like the music is always good and dope, but seeing it performed is a whole nother thing. That's a bonus. It's a whole nother thing, especially when he do it with a live band. And most rappers here not doing it. I ain't gonna say none, but. Most rappers here, they aren't doing it. I mean, they're fat. Yeah, and, okay. I, and I like to piggyback on something we talked about before. Bartlett really was just ahead of his time. See, when niggas went on Bartlett, like before, you know, when everybody was on hardcore, she was like, oh, we, you know, the Bartlett shit is this. But then everybody got into the little oozes and Thanks. got into all that other shit. You know what I'm saying? And so it was like niggas was just, he was just ahead of his time. And sometimes that's a gift and a curse. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know you got it, and you know you about to change the trajectory of shit. But when you live in a certain town with a certain culture where there's more of a follow mentality than a, uh, than a leadership mentality, like, you know what, we going to bet on this kid and rock with what he doing. You know, because I just see he'll start. Because I'm a firm believer in that. Like, if you got a 100 rappers in the city, look, man, we not going to get us where we trying to go if we got to support a 100 motherfuckers. The key is, you pick the first three. That different. And you put everything you got into them. Support them. We get them popping. Get what I'm saying? The door open up for everybody else. Do you get what I'm saying? But you can't, we can't be all out here because it's not enough of us. You're like you splitting the vote. It's like when I don't, you know, when five black people run for president against one white man, the white man going to fucking win because you just split the vote. Get what I'm saying? Like too many black people had too many choices. We should just have one. Know what I'm saying? So it's just like the key is getting behind who we know got it right now. Who got it? Got the album, got the music, got the look, got the star power, got all that. Who got it right now? And it's only a handful of niggas who got it right motherfucking now. And that's who you got to get behind. I don't care if you like it or not. You know what I'm saying? Like you just support it because it's bigger for the city. You know, the more people that's on, the more millionaires we create, the more money that gets sold back. You get what I'm saying? So that's how you know we got to start thinking. But yeah, Bartlett was just ahead of his time. Real shit. You know. And then y'all fell in love with all them other niggas who had this same sign. When you had a nigga right here in your backyard, who been on that. You know, who you could have you could have been a pioneer. You know that what I'm scared. saying? That was scared. He was scared, you know. But you just like what's popular. Everybody like winners. For sure. They wait on you to win first. Don't nobody want to be with you. See, I'll fuck with you while you, you know, because I know you a winner then. Like, a winner ain't got to win. You know what I'm saying? You already won. Like I said, once your foundation straight is a who you is, you will know. I know a winner when I see him. You know? And so I'm like, if I fuck with you, I'm going to fuck with you from the bottom and help you get where you're going. You know what I'm saying? Or let me be the person who got your back in this situation. Because once you reach the net plateau, it plenty of people for that. You, you get what I'm saying?
But this plateau, you know, it, it's a certain, it's a lack of support there when you on your way up. You know what I'm saying? So you need somebody who just believes in you wholeheartedly to put it behind you, but yeah. So I'm gonna ask both of y'all a question. Are y'all really proud about bubblegum pop shit? I'm proud as fuck. Like, I feel good that I was a part of it. You know, that I, that I can say that. Like, because historically, it's going to matter. Like, one day, there's going to be a conversation about this shit. There'll be some behind the music, like, episode. It'll be these mm. podcasts that we doing. It'll be 10-year anniversaries and shit. And I can say, oh, yeah, like, this is what I did. This is what I contributed to that situation. Or, you know, Bart Lennon, he became this. Like, yeah, this is how I contributed to that, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just me adding to the zeitgeist, you know what I'm saying? Like, adding to the culture. So I'm proud as fuck. Like, again, I think it's the best album ever came out of uh, Middle Georgia. What uh, you think, bro? Dog. Uh, yeah, I'm proud of it, yeah. Uh, come on, come on. Come man. on, man. What we're gonna pop yeah, shit? Man. Yeah, pop your yeah, shit. Man, I'm proud of it, yeah. I mean, I was, honestly, I was nervous as fuck dropping it, cause, you know, if you listen to it, it ain't, it ain't really like prom queen. You heard the first song. You ain't heard no shit like that before. It ain't the typical. It ain't the typical. So I was scared. Like, oh shit, niggas ain't gonna fuck with this shit. Niggas ain't. But psh, every day, to this day, I get niggas coming up to me like, bro, that album. You feel me? So I'm proud of that, bro. You know, as an artist, you always want more. You feel me? But I'm really like content with this shit. Like, like I'm really like, damn, I did that. You know, we did that. Yeah. So, hey man, I wanna go back to the one of the songs. And I tell you it was my favorite. Never ever. Never ever. Like yeah. dog, you chewing gum while you crying. Crying, oh my god. Like bro, when I heard I said, man, that man crazy. He crazy. <laughs> and how? I put that shit out like yeah. how, bro? Imagine like your <laughs> nose running. That's the, the hardest line like, on the whole album. Like, he got fuck? a lot of quotables on that yeah. goddamn yeah. album. So just speak about that song right there, man, cause that's my favorite. Um so like the whole album, like she, even like if you go back to the song from Ashtray, Bubblegum Pop shit, I created about a girl we and her were going through it at the time, like split up for a little while. And you know, in the song I say some crazy shit, like I can't even fuck a bitch without you. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I took that whole concept and turned it into an album. Like I gotta say the most crazy shit, the most really shit that I'm feeling. The little bit know that I'm missing her, but fuck her at the same time. Cause it's just like, even though it's wrong, that's how niggas be feeling. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. That's how people be feeling. Not even just niggas, cause it's, it, it, I would be for a female too, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So I, um, whenever ever, it was just, once again, I didn't even know I was gonna, when I went to the studio, it just, the song just came out. Um, and it just, like, honestly, bro, like, Back on that toxic masculinity shit, bro, I am a nigga. I try to be cool. So I don't never be going to the studio thinking I'm finna make this <laughs> sob ass shit, you feel me? But it just, it just come out. So like, yeah. um, you know, just just feeling a certain way, feeling vulnerable and just talking about that shit, you know what I'm saying? Like, and every song really real. Like, even if you go from never ever to through. Through so so big to me, cause like, Muse and my homeboy, they, they, we, that shit all my one on the album. And yeah. I kept pushing for it, like, yo, this song gotta be on the album. Cause it's like, it's one of those songs where it's like, it ain't one of my favorite songs, but to me, it's like the, 
It's like, you remember when Bush used to have them little laces in it and that's shit? The, that's probably his most toxic. You remember when Bush used to have like them laces or thread in them? Like, like books? Books, yeah. Books, yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay, to yeah, me, yeah. that's like, that's, one, that's like, that's like a, it's a piece of thread like for the, for the album. Like, um, it's just like the essence of the album to me. Like, cause I say some of the craziest shit in there. Like one of the lines I like in the album is, uh, on through is, uh, <laughs> damn, what's the, what's the line? Uh. Your friends is ops, and them bitches need counseling. I would yeah. never talk yeah. to that nigga yeah. again. That's, that's all right. Now. I would <laughs> never. When I heard that yeah, shit, I yeah, said, yeah, I would right. never like, talk to this friends. nigga yeah, again. Yeah, I mean, like, they ops. You feel me? Yeah. They need counseling. You know, like, yeah. it's just lines like that in the album that really touched me. And it's just like, like I said, I really found myself. I found my artistry throughout that album. Like, just really, like, learning how to just really, like, go in the studio and make music. Because I used to stress about shit. Like, I remember I was telling my home, but like, I be feeling like light mic when I go in the studio. I should be scared. They're like, bro, I'm going to go in the studio and this shit ain't going to work today. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, really, I, I don't really just Chris. You feel what I'm saying? Like, I ain't grow up wanting to be a rapper. I just was, I'm just, I just was good at this shit. You feel me? So, like, I used to go in the studio and I used to be scared. Like, damn, what I'm going to talk about today? Uh, is this shit going to come out right? And I still feel like that sometimes, but at least I know that, like, I got a topic every time I go in the studio because it's just my life. I ain't talking about how much weed I smoked or the bad bitches I don't fuck. Like, I ain't really like, I used to do braggadocious ass shit like that, but now I just really like just talking about shit that everybody can relate to. Like, I feel like everybody can relate to their album. And that's why, like, I got people from all walks of life coming up to me talking about this album because I don't care if you old, black, brown, pink, right. you're going to relate to what I'm talking about in this album. I agree. Well, I agree. I'm, I'm gonna say this about Never Ever. He okay. he acted like he just didn't know it, but he called me before he went to the studio and said that day, amuse you go love the song I'm gonna make today. Mm. But I didn't. I know. was supposed to come to the studio and I couldn't make it. But I didn't I was, know what I was gonna talk about though. Yeah, but he knew. Yeah, they come. He knew something. Yeah, something. And when he sent it, because whenever they recorded, they sent it to me. And when I heard, it, I was sitting in the car and I was just like. I literally smile from ear to ear. Comes in like, you know, he's he's good, he's real good. But I was impressed for the first time. That song feels so good. Like, like I ain't know he flowing. had that in him. You know what I'm saying? It was like, you know what I'm saying? This nigga <laughs> like hold the fuck yeah. up. It was just like, I didn't know he had this shit in him. You know what I'm saying? And so I was highly impressed. And that's when I knew like, oh, this album's gonna be crazy. That was the song for me when I knew. Mm. What what we really was working with for real, and just to uh, for the record, we through. I wasn't trying to say through couldn't be on the album. First of all, I'm on mm. through. You think I don't want through on the album? You Why know you what I'm saying? It ain't that. We had to get it remade. We had to get it remade. And don't ask us to heal the original. Bro. It was perfect, but <laughs> and it's, it's still perfect now. But I just was being realistic that this album is not getting pushed back and it's coming out July 1st. Mm -hmm. So if that shit ain't remade right by okay. a certain time, we will release that shit on a deluxe later. And I'm I'm just on the bending part. Like, mm -hmm. is that I'm still coming out July 1st with or without the shit. Standing mm -hmm. on it. So, because the first couple versions we got, it didn't work. That's all it was, to be clear. <laughs> I wanted this shit out because it was my debut. You know what I'm saying? But what's yeah. your favorite song on that? Other way. Other way. 
The minute I heard other way, I told Bartlett, this is going on, on your album. He was like, no, it ain't. I'm like, yes, the fuck it is. It's actually going to close your album. He's like, music's an interlude. It's like an interlude. It's an outro song. This is it. I knew that was the last song before I knew what the first song was. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, everything I did built down to that. Because I knew it was last. And once I decided Prawn Queen was first, I just filled everything again. But other way for me was my kind of shit. I like that old moody. That shit full of so many quotables. Um, and it was very vulnerable. It was just the most vulnerable song that he had. And that was made before it had been out before. But if I had to say what's my favorite song on the album, it's probably that and never ever. I got a question though. One one questionable song on the October. What made you put October on on the album since you already had dropped it as a single, correct? So October was actually the song that I did with the producer that I was working on the first bubblegum pop shit with. Okay. And um I don't even think I wanted October to go on the album. Because I had dropped it previously. Yeah. I put it down. Um, yeah. But um Cause I moved Ghost Time up. Mm. See Ghost Time changed everything. Once we knew Ghost Time was on the album, it changed everything. So October had to be added because Ghost Town was a little further down. No, the other song him and Swain had was on there first. And once we knew we was going to put Ghost Town instead, I added October just to kind of go between, you know, Stranger Things and uh, other way. It just worked. You know what I'm saying? And it was like, it, it, it works. And it got to go there. He didn't want it on the album. But that was just one of the times I was just like, fuck that. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's going on now. Yeah. Okay. But, yeah. Hey, man. Uh, so, since this is the East Side Edition, um, we finna start the new segment called What the Fuck is Up, right? Okay, mm -hmm. So, what, like, what the fuck is up? It's all about, like, what you've seen throughout the week that make you go, like, man, what the fuck is this? Or what the fuck is up? Like, what the hell going on? So, I want to go first. All right, okay. so I'm going to pop it off. So, this week, shout out to Six Alf. They just opened up a um. Yeah, you stole mine. <laughs> you stole mine. A shoe store, man. Man, dog, I seen some wild shit, what so we're going to insert that. But, man, so the story is, this guy go to Six Alf, right? He done got his baby mama car, which is she is seven months pregnant, and got her gun, too, right? Pulled up with another bitch in the car. He goes into the store. Thank God, debit card too, kid. Debit card too? I think so, if I'm not mistaken. So he goes in with another bit, right? Acting like he finna buy her some shoes. Little did the nigga know, he left his sharing, he, he left his sharing location on with on his his baby mama. Mm -hmm. So the baby mama fly down that bit with a bat in her hand, comes in that bit acting like she finna swing on the dude, takes off. Oof. Takes off, run behind the uh, counter, and looking like he ain't done nothing wrong. And so the people from the back here, like the commotion, they run to the front. The owner had to, you know, escort the lady out, whatever, like that. And uh, he, he, he just shook, bro. He just shook. So, man, right there. But he I, got her car, her gun, and her debit card. And yeah. another bitch in the car. Yeah. Could have bought her shoes. Didn't buy her some shoes. With her debit card? This shit on camera? This shit on camera. They made a whole promo video out of it. We done missed shit. So that went out like, man, what the fuck is up? So. That's crazy. They put her out. Well, she had the bat, though. 
Man, don't come in here fucking up our shit. Mm. That's crazy. I don't know who the fuck ain't told me about that. I feel like y'all supposed to tell know, me about shit too, like that. We were too active. We were too active. We fucking weak, probably weak. We had time. I've been with you since Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I see. Yeah, yeah we have had a time. I'm going to tell you week. one thing about music. If you if you out in the club or you just don't remember what happened that night before, say go to the Muse page. Go to the Muse page. And that whole shit going to be on there. Right now. Your whole night. Y'all night. Shot the sun done. And I've been doing that shit a long time. Yeah, I used to be the only bitch in the club with a camera back. Like, you need a close friend. Now. Oh two, oh three, oh, oh what? but you were supposed to be outside. I mean, yeah, but still. I ain't know. I ain't know. Finally, you was out the door. I didn't know you got to say that. Listen, but check my record, my resume. People will tell you if you tell me. Hey, don't post me on Facebook. Man. I got you. You just got to tell me that. I move your shit a certain way. Real niggas will tell you that about me. Because, again, I used to be the only bitch in monies. Uh, and that was back when one of no cameramans yeah, and no, cameramen no camera in the club. One of no camera phones. Yeah. I had just a digital camera. And I used to be in the club. When Facebook, you know, when they stopped them, you know, more than college kids get on Facebook and shit. Most people, if you go back to everybody's first profile picture, it's a picture that I took. Cause mm-hmm. I always, no matter where I was, I had a camera in my hand. So really, like you were like ATL pits, but making pits first. <laughs> like and and to be fair, I locked all them albums on Facebook mm-hmm. because you know everybody parents now. It's yeah. different. We were wild and we give for what we were posting on Facebook back then. So just to keep me trying to go through everything and see what I need to remove, I just locked everything. You know, every now and again I do a throwback Thursday and shit like that, but. It was a lot of, I was the only bitch in the club with a, or in the street with a camera. You know, and it wasn't until uh, all the dope boys back in the days be like, nah, I mean, you know, nah, I mean, don't come over here with that. So I was like, all right. But then uh, this real nigga got killed. Nigga named Tyree R.P. He got killed and couldn't nobody find no picture of him. You had it. I had, I had a picture of him the night he died, but it was from behind. Because mm. he'd always tell me don't take his picture. Mm. But I snuck one from behind. And that's the last picture that we took of him. So at his repair, all the dope boy in the hood niggas was like, Mina, please come take my picture. You know what I'm saying? And from then on, everybody, you know, was open to me taking their pictures and shit. But yeah, part of it, you don't probably be outside. You just nah, to it's me. all good. It's just... Okay, but yeah. <laughs> I got it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I do got the footage. I do have it. You know? Oh, God. You need to drop a documentary one day. <laughs> right. And I will. Well, yeah, okay, what the fuck is up? What you, what you got? You got something? What you got? So, I know I said I was going to talk about the children jumping on their daddy and shit. You know what I'm saying? Which he deserved it. He was a deadbeat daddy, and he wanted to pull up on the boys with some boxing gloves and box. And I'm like, how the fuck you raise the children? But you want to come fight them and shit. So, one little boy, it started out just like a boxing match, but little boy just started getting lit. On his ass, you tell him getting emotional and fuck. But the kid watching the older boy with his hand in his pocket the whole time, you could tell he really want to jump in this shit. But they got a little cold, you know. Finally, eventually, the daddy know he got to leave because the shit done got real, you know what I'm saying? Uh, but before he leave, the older boy got hold to his ass. He couldn't help it, you know what I'm saying? And the shit that really had me thinking, like, I just feel like most children need to jump on their deadbeat daddies. Just get that shit out. Because what I saw was like, the young boy, he released something. You can say he probably had all that built-up aggression and shit mm-hmm. for so long. He just, like, needed to get that shit out. 
And he probably felt so much better the next day. You know what I'm saying? Like, you finally just swung on that nigga and got that shit out. But, uh, yeah, that's what I wanted to say. But I want to what the fuck is up with P. Diddy, though. You know. What he done done? Call man. You know, don't we know P. Diddy do what the fuck he want to do? We know that. He having his way outside. But we are team Diddy in Miami right here. And he done put that other girl in that goddamn video. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and Miami been promoting that fucking song and shit for so long. I'm like, nigga. And the minute the video came out, I bet you heard nothing else from Miami. She said shit else about the song, the video, Delion, Tequila. It ain't even fucking Friday. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, nigga. What you like, bro? I get it. You can do what the fuck you want, but, bro. It still got to be some head up, some respect, some something. Now, I mean, you, you don't think that he wants some shit like. I'm gonna show you where like you stand at. Since yeah, I feel that's, like that's you, all it is. You overstanding your boundaries, like yeah. in the crowd with the sign and all this shit like that. Put you in your place. You know that's why niggas. That's why they do that. They want to put you in your place. Cause it's like, but still though, it's not shit in her place. But y'all business partners though. Y'all do business for sure. Y'all she okay. just some bitch you fuck with. She ambassador in your Delion tequila and shit. She got that shit popping in places that it wasn't popping before. Mm -hmm. Y'all got a podcast and shit. Y'all more yeah, than just sure. fuck friends, though. You know what I'm saying? It just certain respect should come with certain shit. You know. But, yeah. That, that, that was a what the fuck moment for me this week. Just you on some girly life. shit. Just on some girl shit. Like, no, this nigga did. <laughs> like, this nigga. And I get it. Then my, he's been clear. He having his motherfucking way. He do what he want. Mm -hmm. Clearly. But I just like, that was in poor taste, my nigga. I ain't, I ain't rock with it. So I was excited seeing my Emma outside this weekend, <laughs> acting like she outside. To my dancing on Quavo. I mean, that's a business part of too. She was but just she outside this weekend. She, you for know sure, she for sure was just dancing on Quavo. I just mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. she been She was throwing ass all weekend, even at her little after party and shit. I can't wait on the toast. Cheers to your Miami being single. I was like, bitch, you know, since she was in a relationship real bad a couple of weeks ago. I really want her mom bad. I'm scared of her mom, though. Her mom oh, the mom bad. Mom yeah, fine as fuck, man. The mom bad. Yeah. Hey, look, look, look. Um, let me get your opinion on it. Um, so this your, so huh? this your shit? Yeah, we, yeah, we what the fuck, but I just want to, you know what I'm saying? I know how you feel about it. I'm going to get my opinion, too. You familiar with the, the group Division? Yeah. Okay, damn. That's a group. Yeah, mm -hmm. good man. Yeah, that's good. For sure. Oh. So they just dropped the song this week, right? So building up to them releasing the song this Friday, you know what I'm saying? You know, it got a sample in it. It got a Jay-Z Jay sample, a song cry. Yeah. Whatever whoop the whoop. So Jermaine Dupree posted like the text message between him and Hove, whatever, you know what I'm sure. saying, of him clearing the shit. So this shit building up the hype of the song. So we let everybody like, this shit better be fire. You know what I'm saying? It. I hated the song. I fucking hate it. I love the fucking song. You do? I love that shit. Why? I love it. Like, for, okay, so, I don't know. Play the song with y'all. And the vision is good. I like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm thinking the song gonna be on some. This song didn't show y'all vocal range. It's it just, some, it's just really like one of those songs y'all knew. The shade room gonna post, but it's different. It's a different like, sound structure. To I feel me. like it's marketing at its best. It, it taught me that I don't give a fuck. You got the weakest song in the world or you got the hardest song in the world. Only if you market that shit the right way, that shit going to go up. I can't see it. I, you know what? That, that's a popular opinion that it's not a good song. I really like this shit on repeat Saturday night. Like, I can't believe that's so he clear. And they got everybody Because he knows it's a good song, too. 
It's real. Listen, so the structure of the song is not ideal and normal. Like, it's one of those songs. Like, you know how certain songs sound a certain way at the house? And you might not be studying this shit. Like, I never listened to Gucci Mane in my house. Never. Like, I'm never going to swag surf in the car by myself. I'm not fucking with swag surf at the house or in the car. That shit come out in the club, it's a whole moment. I'm at a concert, it's a whole moment, right? I feel like it's one of those songs. You got to be in a certain place when that beat come out. Like the Drake album? Like the what album? The Drake album. Yeah. You got to be somewhere where that shit is. It's a certain moment where it's a certain vibe that it have. Like, that's how that chanting part, Mm -hmm. that shit, I want to hear that shit on some big speakers. In a club somewhere with niggas going the fuck off saying It's probably going to happen. The energy, like, it's a certain energy it provokes. And that's what I heard when I listened to it. Because I played it just to play it. And then I put that motherfucker on repeat while I got ready to say it. Like, I was just like, okay, niggas. All right. Like, y'all, you know, I like the fact he just saying it a certain way. Like, I like when niggas just be bold with they talk sissy. I'm into that. You know what I'm saying? Like, look. Just because I cheated don't mean I don't love you, man. Yes, the fuck it do. You know what I'm saying? But I get it. Yeah. I just don't like the song. <laughs> like, yes, the fuck the it do. The song just trash, bro. I, listen, partner, we drop that shit. I before. had, look, Boy, I had, nah, you see what happened. One of my partners that, who worked in the record, he worked for the record label. They, you know what I'm saying? They're pushing the song or whatever. I had comment on somebody's post. And I was like, man, that song trash as hell. And he came on it with you like, damn, partner, be Then the vision came on the. And I just deleted my comment. He got scared. Got to do that. Nah, not a gym. Not a gym, but my partner who worked records. Yeah. He sent me records and shit. And I don't want to be. You know what I'm saying? It's politics. You got to keep the politics. Because you don't know what your influence. Facts, facts. That's why I deleted it. But you know what I'm saying? You know. I like it. Division. So part of it ain't keeping the spade a spade. It is. It is smart. You ain't keeping the spade a spade, man. College spade a spade. You ain't keeping it. Who ain't? You. By the way, I said it's on trash. He just had to play his politics. Oh, nah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is for yeah. show politics. Politics. Yeah, sure. yeah. He in the game. Gotta, gotta play the game. Hey, could y'all, like, um, wife a thought, though? Could, could y'all wife a thought? Like, could y'all be with a thought? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, let, let me say, could I husband a thought? Because y'all niggas just thoughts, <laughs> too. Said, yeah. Okay? Like, could I husband one? I'm pretty sure that I will. Husband one. You know, y'all niggas. Cut at this point, huh? Hey, I'm 39. If I come across a nigga, he there was a time he was shit. It just is what it is. You know what I'm saying? Like that nigga was shit. Just like look, don't come asking me about body counts. I ain't gonna ask you. I'm 39. We was Who's fucking. Asking that? We people be concerned about that, bruh. You had it. We was fucking, but he young though. See, when I was young, we cared about shit like that too. Okay, I'm thirty nine. You say that now. I need to be able to look up to my woman. You feel me? I ain't saying that shit on like kill your morale, but for me personally, like, and you know, I ain't even trying to fuck people up. Like my my thought process on this, you know what I'm saying? But like for me personally, a woman that. I'm be sharing my all with, giving my all to, my time, you know what I'm saying, being vulnerable for, answering to. If I know your body count, how we might go somewhere, I might see a nigga you fuck. That shit gonna like, I can't, I can't rock like that. And I understand niggas who do, you feel me? Because I'm mature to, I'm mature enough to have like to realize like that how shit go. Mm-hmm. But for me personally, I just have a preference. I feel like everybody like I was telling my homegirl that weekend, she was talking about like. A dude and some shit he was saying about like the type of woman he want. I was like, 
Hold up, you be telling me all the type of time, like all the time about like you want your nigga to have this amount of money, you want him to be their height. Why men can't have preferences? You know right. what I'm saying? So like, I just feel like everybody do their own preference, and my preference is a low body count. <laughs> but niggas <laughs> she can care about low body but count, and you can like, still but, see somebody but, at that. Yeah, she, no, like, you can't. You right. You right. But niggas be caring about body count, but we steady adding to bitches body counts though. My whole thing. If you a fucking thought, I don't see why you want wife because why you ain't fucking wise. You see what I'm saying? I just. I just, <laughs> I just, it's just a respect. Thing. Like, I just, I just want to. Why fucking wise or fucking thoughts? You said what now? I'm talking to Tico. Uh, Why fucking wise or fucking thoughts? Yeah, fucking wise. Fucking wise come come back. I ain't talking about married no, bitches. I'm no. talking about bitches who got the potential to be married. Like why aren't I think you just, everybody got potential to be married? Exactly, but you calling them thoughts and talking about their body counts. But you adding the bitches, but but you adding to how many bitches everybody body counts? Everybody the biggest duck in the world. The biggest duck in the world will cuff a. It's well somebody out here for everybody. Because we saw her for more. Because she got a good personality. It ain't just about goddamn body count. Like, like nigga, you know she married then. You can call the bitch right now and pull up. She gonna pull up. No cap. With that ring on the face. No cap, yeah. I'm just saying. Especially, like, in this city. I don't seen that shit too many times. Like, what? Yeah. But you know what it be, though? It be no lame ass niggas always wanting her. You feel mm. me? And the only way they can get us to cuff up. Yeah. So they do that. Mm. That's cause they saw your value, baby. They saw your potential. <laughs> Everybody was just focused on your motherfucking body kind of your body. Objectifying you, baby. That man saw your soul. Like, but she, she <laughs> got, you know what I'm saying? That man saw your soul, baby. You know what I'm saying? She just need to chill out. That man saw her soul. But why men don't have to chill out? I mean, why y'all can be outside fucking like that? Why aren't? That's why I said, no, y'all niggas just thoughts too. It is bitches, you know what I'm saying? A bitch start for y'all about y'all by the cops. Hey, man. It's shit. Chill out. Hey, that shit see? different. No, I'm just saying. Uh, <laughs> see, there you go. It just, it uh, but see, I'm maturing. Though. I'm starting to see that shit like, like, yeah, we got to, you know, nigga can't be out here wilding like that. Oh, it's like, look, quality over quantity. Why y'all not out here just dating women who you would cuff, but you may choose not to cuff because you fought somebody building? Instead, you fucking thoughts three days out the week. And then you want to judge them after you fuck them. You know what I'm saying? Like, why you even fucking with them, dude? Oh, man, you Some niggas don't think prior. Yeah. 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 Some niggas don't think. But but judge yourself, then. Is what I'm saying. Judge yourself, then. Don't be like, oh, this bitch was a freak. I ain't fucking with. No, nigga, you the freak. You fucked with them. You know what I'm saying? That's you can't control your motherfucking dick. What they call that? You gotta go home. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, ain't, nah, I ain't sitting here. I ain't taking it, y'all. Like, y'all niggas got the same. We putting the same shit back on y'all. Hey, y'all be putting on them. Well, yeah, our wife, our husband, a thought. <laughs> our husband, his ass. You come on, baby. I'm sure, I'm sure, you, I'm sure you done learned some shit in your in your travels. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You, know, you gotta make sure. Then y'all be wanting a bitch to be a freak too in the bed. But yeah. where the bitch supposed to get the experience from? That yeah. You know what I'm saying? Everybody gonna have a whole face. Like, let's talk I about whole yeah. face. You have, got it. Everybody gonna have a whole fade. Don't marry nobody ain't had no whole fade. Cause you do it now, you do it later. Your ass gonna motherfucking do it. Shit, I'm gonna teach you how to be a hoe for me. You know what I'm saying? You gonna teach you? I'm gonna teach you. You feel me? I'm gonna teach you. A lot of work though, Bob. 
Nah, hell like, no. Like, you know, you tell them, you know, look at me, why are you doing this? Or, yeah, you nah. know what I'm saying? I'm a teacher. I'm a good teacher. That's good so. shit, T. I see what you want. I'm a good teacher. Everybody, what you gonna do? You gonna do something on her necklace or her chain or something you said? Oh, yeah, I'm gonna let on her necklace. Then check it out, my check. And first of all, shout out to fuck you, bubblegum pop shit. That bitch died 20 different ways to let on a bitch. I'm bubblegum pop shit. Like, I always so, on the titties. So, Bob, so in the process of you climaxing, right? You like, you think like, this, hold on, hold on, this right conversation here. is like, wow. <laughs> Yo, this is a, this the spider spider. I feel weird. That's why I was like, what the topic is today? I'm excited. Hold on, hold on. And he the crazy one. I don't know where he going, my brother. He the crazy one. That's why I sat next to him. Hold on, he the crazy one. Yes. What you said? In the moment of you climaxing, right? Yeah. Do you think like, man, I'm finna nut on her ass, I'm finna try nut on her face, I'm finna nut on these big ass titties or little titties oh, or her chain. bag or whatever her chain. Like, come on, like, you know what I'm saying? Man, I let in my oh, chain, man. That's, crazy. that's a wild ass question, bro. It really just be like, <laughs> and it like the moment, you feel what I'm saying? Really Why you shooting up clubs? Like, like, like you leaving chain. that out. Let me the get chain. that chain right quick. Yeah. Bro, I'm not in my chain, bro. That's crazy. <laughs> that's, that's, that's wild. I got to go clean nut out my chain, bro. That's crazy. Like, hold on. Can you get this for me? me get I got to tighten this bitch out. Now I got to go put it through. You can't even put it in the jury clear. You got to just rinse it off, man. That's a crazy ass question, though, man. You know, like, nah, that's, I mean, that's what you talk about. You said chain. Yeah, yeah you, you said, said chain. Man, I was just rapping, man. Okay, maybe let him skeet on your uh, on your goddamn little jewelry trinket necklace, but don't let these niggas skeet your chain, bro. That shit called money if it's your chain. I be fashion jewelry. Yo, we we'll see necklace. Yeah, okay, we take this shit out the other way. Cause I don't know what else I'm gonna do with this bitch <laughs> after you done skeeted and shit. Like if we ain't together no more after this, like I'm not gonna keep wearing this shit. Cause that's all I'm gonna think about every time I put it on. I got this nigga spirits around my motherfucking neck. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. That's wild. That's wild. You get, you know, have a nigga hold life force around your motherfucking neck. It feel like the nigga got you on a chain, then. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Like, with it. like you hit puppet now, bro. That's crazy. Hey, means I got a question for you though. Um, like, what's um, what is it like working with um? I just like Big Creek. You say you mentioned you work with Dungeon yeah. Family and all that. So yeah. what's that like? So um. Crit, man, that is, you know, I've been down with Crit probably since 2010. Mm. Um, yeah, like after, you know, my run and making with the L film shit, mm. that's when I discovered him. And, uh, you know, I just became a big fan. Anybody tell you if I love something, I'm, I become obsessed with it. It's all I want to talk about. And I just support it. Like I was voted, well, I was voted a couple things in high school, but I chose to do uh, most spirited. You know what I'm saying? Because I can only pick one to do. So they came to me like, which one you want? Because you want about three of them. I'm like, let me get more spirited because, like, I, I really take pride in, like, creating experiences and, like, supporting, you know what I'm saying, my school and the students and shit like that. So with Creed, that's all it was. Like, when nobody else on him died. At the time. At the time, like, I felt alone with the shit. So I started uh, going on Twitter, just going to the nigga hashtag and talking to people who talking about him. And so I started creating this network of people all over the country. And uh, he, he started back talking to me. So when he started back talking to me, everybody was wondering, like, who the fuck am I? 
right? Other rappers would be DMing me like, what you do? You know, because we noticed you like probably the only person critter get on here and talk to. So I was like, you know. That's Twitter? Twitter. Okay. This this was back when everybody, everybody would talk to you on Twitter. Yeah. Everybody. Like, this was like 2010. This was the golden years. 2009, 2010. You could talk to all your favorite rappers, actors, whoever. You could sit there and get them a whole conversation. I bet when Drake was at Man, what, I created so many relationships just off that. But it wasn't enough for me to just be on Twitter. I'd follow up and, like, go to events in Atlanta and, like, be like, hey, you know, this me from Twitter type shit. You know, and then mm. now we got a face and we know each other. Real name, cause I bet when Twitter had bitches in the chokehold, like you calling each other each other Twitter names and shit mm. <laughs> back then. And so, um, but yeah, again with Chris, you know, I just remember he came to me one day. He just like, uh, you know, the way you support me and shit, people get paid to do that. I'm like, really? Mm. Cause I didn't know nothing about digital market. It's fairly new. Social media kind of just mm -hmm. burgeoning or whatever. So, I like really. He was like, yeah, just stick with me. You stick with me, I got you. You know, he called me like a year. Between them times, he just took care of me, made sure I was at every show. You know, bought me just really expensive ass laptop and shit, because mine broke. He like, come meet me at Linux right quick. I ran up there, met him at the Apple store. He got me one. So that when I knew he was kind of serious uh, about us really having a work relationship. And then uh, he called me one day, and I really was feeling like just stopping the shit. Like, I was thinking about getting a job. Fucking mm -hmm. nine two five, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. uh, and he called me out the blue, and I was like, "Yeah, bro, I was just gonna call you and tell you, you know X Y Z." He like, "No, no, 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 look, don't do that." He said, "I got a my manager finna call you, and you know discuss your terms or your fee and all that." He said, "I'm finally at a place where I can consistently pay you like I want to, and I ain't never not got a check like in ten years." That's you know right. what I'm saying? So working with him, what I learned a lot just about the process. Like when I started with him, he was signed to Def Jam. Right. And just going through that whole process and what I created for him is what allowed him to go independent. So you know how like Currency had Jet Life and mm -hmm. Wiz had Taylor Gang and shit mm -hmm. like that. What I did was create Chris fan base. And so when Return of Forever dropped, I had his shit go viral just off Twitter fingers. His shit went viral. So once we saw the power of the people on social media, we just learned, like, we're not spending all that budget on marketing with Dev Jam no more. We're not doing that because we don't have to. Mm -hmm. Like, I got a direct line to my fan base now through mm -hmm. her. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And so what they would do would pay me to take care of the fans because that's what you really love Crit for is he's connected to his fans. Like, you know, let's say it's a kid who – They'd be like, oh, you know, I can't come to the show because I just bought my boots for school. I picked them out. Hey, I'm going to have your ticket for the show. The courtesy of Creed, you know, keep going to college, whatever the fuck. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, we provided experiences like that. I get certain people backstage at shows. And so it made a lot of people just kind of be like, damn, we fought with Creed because he really fought with the people. So even if they didn't fuck with the music, they just liked him as a person. So... Being around him and just when we were able to go independent. Go 2017, right? Yeah. Um, we really went by, that was the first album drop. That was my, that, that's my favorite Yeah, one. Forever's a Mighty Long Time yeah. dropped in 2017. But I think we left like 2016. But it was in that moment like that I had, it kind of was a testament to what I had built. Because they were telling me like, it's because of what you built. So I built this self-sustaining machine for him that he trusted enough to get off a label for, you know, and there was a time when I wasn't confident about it. 
You know, because I think someday, like, you you wake up and you just grind all motherfucking day. And y'all can probably testify to this, like, the better you get and the bigger it get, you really don't have to do that much every day no more. I don't know I don't if y'all done got there yet. Nah, I ain't got there All yet. All right, so for for me. Kind of. So I had built the machine. Because I'm not realizing I built the machine that can run without me running it. See, mm-hmm. I started. It was, I didn't have to be on here every, every day creating the conversation now. Because I done created it so much that it just keep going now. So it's less work I'm doing. But as I'm doing less work, I feel like I ain't doing enough. I feel like I ain't doing shit. And if I ain't doing shit, it's like, what what, what you got to offer these people? These people ain't got no more use for you. Like, you ain't doing nothing. But the whole while, they telling me, like, no, no. Because I, I actually quit one year. I quit. I like, I think it's time for me to do something else. You know, because I, I hated feeling insecure every day. I was waking up every day feeling like I wasn't doing the fuck enough. And so I just told them, like, I think it's time for me to do something else. Because I just, I'm tired of waking up every day feeling insecure. And I thought that was the problem. And I left, and man, them niggas was on my line. Like, they gave me a good three months myself. After that, it was like, hey, because this was right before Crit is here was going to come out. And they were like, we can't do this shit without you. They're like, this shit don't work without you. We have tried. We have looked. We have, he said, at the end of the day, you help build this shit. It's your shit. He like, it's not really right to even do the shit without you because it's yours. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, after they, you know, I turned it down like five times. Like, nope, I'm straight. I'm doing something else now. Like, mm-mm. And cause I just didn't want to go back to that feeling. But then I learned what that feeling was because I didn't know what it was. It's called imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. Some real shit. And most creatives and most entrepreneurs are going to come across this feeling. And I want you to know what it is so you don't have to live with it for too long. Cause Say once it you again. Know, it's called imposter syndrome. It's when you think, like, Cause all my life, everybody can say, "Oh, you're so great, you so dope." You know, anybody gonna carry my name? They gonna pipe me up all day, like mute this, mute that, mute this. And you hear all that, and one day you, you you don't really feel like that about yourself. You know what I'm saying? And so, but everybody saying that, not coming to certain pressure, you feel like, damn, I ain't really living up to what everybody saying about me or what everybody expecting from me. And I start feeling like, damn, like uh, I ain't doing nothing. I'm, I'm an imposter, and so now I got all this self-doubt in my life. And so that's what that insecurity is, how I was feeling every day. But it was only because I had yet to really figure out, like, what I didn't know was that, yeah, I built that, and it's self-sustaining. It just taught me to go build something else. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that's what I didn't know at the time. I thought that was the thing, and I thought because I'm not doing more in this, because there's nothing else to do. It's done. This machine moves. It works. I still ain't got to touch it. Now, mm. in 2022, it works. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So, I just started finding me more shit to do. I went and took me an urban CEO course. I started my own fucking business. Like, you know what I'm saying? I started working with other artists because I wasn't working with other artists before that. I was just like, no, I'm just focused on this shit. Mm-hmm. And because it, it, it required my undivided attention. You know what I'm saying? Like I had to wake up every day, be online to the end of the night, just keeping these conversations going. And so I just found me other shit to do. And once I did that, it replenished me. You know what I'm saying? Like all my doubt was gone. My confidence was back because, you know, I've been blessed to be able to trap lightning in the ball a couple times. You know, a lot of people only live like once and, and do that, you know. But that just, 
me. And so me and Bob had a conversation about that one time. He, you know, I used to talk to him all the time, like, nigga, I'm a unicorn. If I'm in your life, you got to take advantage of that shit. If I come across you and give you my time of day, like, just take advantage of it. That's all I ever ask anybody. Get what you need to get from me. You know, because I be here for a good time, not a long time. You know what I'm saying? The Lord be moving me here, there, and there, and I'm going to go. I don't believe in, like, staying somewhere because you just should stay there. Like, fuck that. If somebody tell, if they tell me my energy needed somewhere else, that's where the fuck I'm going. So, like, but when you with me, you ain't never with me for no reason. Just know that. I'm a unicorn. And boys be like, I used to think you was crazy talking like that. You know? And then he just come one day like, it really just show confidence. But I had just built that back into myself. You know, because one day I had to realize everybody ain't lying about me. If everybody's saying it, it got to be true. Don't get the fuck that everybody say a lot of shit and it be a lie. But if my shit for all my life been the same mm -hmm. thing, you know, who am I not to believe that shit? You know what I'm saying? And go with it. So I just promised myself I never let myself get like that. You know, and just as far as my capabilities and my abilities, you know, we still deal with insecurity just on other levels of your life. But as far as my capabilities and what I offer and what my energy can do, nah, I never. I know that I'm a unicorn all day. I got the magic. You fuck with me, I'm enhance your life in some kind of way. That's it. For sure. So, yeah. So, once again, y'all please give y'all IG handles, social media handles. I'm going to leave it like, that. like uh, that. My name is Muse Dixon, and I'm Muse Dixon on everything. M-U-S-E-D-I-X-O-N. Tap in with the vibe. I'm Bob Lennon. Um, who is Bob Lennon? Most on everything or Bob Lennon. Make sure you guys go stream bubble going pop shit right now. That shit hard. Right now. <laughs> you ain't bringing no bubble gum anytime. Right. I still got some bubble gum left. I still got it, too. I still got it. I find out I don't eat bubblegum that much. Okay. Not bubblegum. Yeah, I mean, like chewing, chewing gum. gum yeah. Chewing gum while you crying, though? Huh? Was you chewing gum while you crying? I don't think I can do that. I don't okay. know how you did that. That shit be real, bro. Uh, that shit is psycho. <laughs> right? <laughs> right. Like, I love to see a whole art exhibit based on mm. that shit. Just like chewing gum while you crying. Like, damn. Hey. Hey man, this is Spade to Spade Podcast. I am your host, T Cole. Follow me on Instagram at T underscore Cole29. Hey man, one time, man, it's the kid. Your partner, my partner, everybody partner, DJ Partner V. Make sure you follow my IG. It's Partner on 24. P O T N A D E M 24. Make sure you follow the gang as well. Spade to Spade. Pod. P O D. And while you're at it, man, y'all make sure y'all subscribe. Uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel, a Spade to Spade Podcast. Like, share, subscribe, comment, all that good stuff. And then also slide all over to our cash up dollar sign, a spade a spade podcast. You feel me? Black brands, black businesses, please tap in on us. You would like ad placements to promote your brand and your loving business. You feel me? Hey, bro. Do we know? Look, we know your type. Afraid of a fade. It was shame when I said, shit, a spade is a spade. To me, my transition got me showered in praise from the streets to the stage. The changing.